0: Everybody, welcome back, locked on bulldogs. We are talking. I don't know if you've heard what the University of Georgia has been known for in the past and still has been known for, and oh, this just in will be known for we'll because we have great offense, and that's running backs. We're talking why next year's crop all of a sudden, you Uh-oh. look at the depth chart. Don't 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 blink. Do not sleep on next year's mm. group being on par, if not better. Then this year's group, next on Locked On Bulldogs.
1: You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day.
1: What is up everybody? Welcome back to Lockdown Bulldogs. I am Daniel. He is Clint. We are happy to have you along for the ride. Today's episode brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. We'll talk to you more about them in just a bit. But if you're listening on audio, thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Uh, To 199, we love you guys. Thank you for uh, keeping this podcast going. The bonfire.com slash store slash the 199 is where you can go to get the merch. Uh, But, stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And then head over to the YouTube if you're watching on YouTube right now. Thank you so much. Drop us a comment, click the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And then if you like the pods, if you like the show, go subscribe to the audio podcast. That helps your boys out. We you- would really appreciate that. If you want to, if you want to support the channel, that is literally the best thing that you can do is just subscribe in all platforms. And so thanks for doing that. Today, as Clint said, we're talking about running backs. We're going to talk about a running back that's no longer at Georgia, Kenny McIntosh, shown out of the Senior Bowl, having some great workouts, some out. great practices. We're going to talk about his draft stock and what we like and don't like about Kenny Mack at the next level. Then segment two, we're going to transition and talk about the running backs that are at Georgia. And this just in, there, there's several of them there's many and each one may be more talented than the last and so it's a real don't sleep on as you go down the list it just keeps getting like
0: situation
1: it really is And then segment three, we're going to talk about basketball.
0: Okay, so segment one. So
1: segment one, let's talk about that. Um, Let's just get into that, the meat of it, the conversation right here. Kenny McIntosh, Senior Bowl, football, Football, running football, 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 football,
0: football. Okay, so Kenny Mac is showing down. It showed out at the Senior Bowl. Uh, All week long practices as well as the game. And here's what he showed out. He showed his ability to do two things insanely well. And then a third that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. coming along because of the way that the NFL is trending and what is happening up there. But one, he showed an insane ability to do what he's always done, which is catch out of the backfield, have the best hands of any running back. Let me state again. Mm -hmm. If you want the best hands of any running back, it is unquestionably unquestionably. Kenny McIntosh. It's not even close. Daniel. It will be that
1: there will be faster backs. There sure. will be probably stronger backs that will sure. truck somebody. There will be backs that have more size, but there will not be anyone with better hands in this class at the running back position
0: than Kenny McIntosh. And there will, there will be maybe half the receivers that go. That's accurate. That he has better hands than that is accurate. Okay. So he's showing that out. The second thing he's showing out is blitz pickup as well as the ability to block. Because, again, at University of Georgia, you can't play wide receiver if you can't block. And you don't play running back unless you could do blitz pickup, which is why we have seen freshmen falter sometime within this system that Kirby Smart Mm -hmm. wants to make sure because he coaches them to tears over the ability to block downfield and pick up the blitz. And Kenny Mack showed that out, was locking guys up, linebackers up all week, all the time down in uh at the senior bowl, Daniel.
1: Yeah, and here's what that means. Right now you see Kenny Mack, and he's mocked somewhere in the 4th to 6th round. And a lot of Georgia fans are going to say that's way too low for Kenny. So Mack. That's that's final. that's disrespectful to Kenny McIntosh. He should be um, you know, he should be second round, third round, something like that. I hear what you're saying, Georgia fans, but let me just let me just say this. Kenny McIntosh right now the things that Clint just mentioned are the reason Kenny McIntosh is getting drafted. Okay? So, he's he's not a polished enough downhill runner. He doesn't have the elite top-end speed to be a, a, an, a, a prospecting outside runner to take a chance on in terms of an NFL draft team. But what he is really good at are the things that Clint said, which means that maybe you don't get as high of a a draft day grade. But what you do have for Kenny Mack is Mm -hmm. he has a guaranteed job, a guaranteed role on whatever team he's on. And that role is third down back. Kenny Mack is a day one third down back in the NFL. Because on third down, two things happen. Well, one thing happens. Typically, the offense is throwing the ball. So two things happen because of that. The running back that's in the game is either going to be flexed out wide Uh for another option in the passing game or is going to be coming out of the backfield for another option in the passing game or is going to be charged with helping on whoever the elite game-wrecking Micah Parsons-type pass rusher that's coming at the quarterback is. Got to get that Um, chip. So – Whatever the role is, Kenny Mack excels at that third down package. And that means he's going to be able to land on a team, excel in a certain role, and then continue to develop his ability to run the ball and earn playing time on first and second down. But Kenny Mack won't be a back that comes in for a team and plays on first and second down in the NFL this year. He's not going to be a... James Cook tied back that that by the end of the season, I don't expect Kenny Mack to be starting games or pushing for starting spots on his team. But he will have that third down role, which over the over the next few years is going to allow him to
0: continue to develop, which I think is a great situation for a guy like Kenny Mack. I'm going to give you a name, Daniel. And this guy was, a great, but I'm going to try to liken his game a little bit to this third down, to this reception. Remember Kevin Folk? out mm-hmm. of the backfield for the Patriots. Absolutely. Kenny Mac. think of Kenny Mack more like that. Not your typical, like he does have some speed. He does have some shiftiness. He does have some break out of the backfield. Um, I saw a couple of people trying to say, if you were to like designate running backs in the NFL today, the, the workhorses and the bulldozers. And I just say, look, stop with that. It's like saying mobile quarterbacks. It's not a thing. Running backs now are are more like Alvin Kamara or or McCaffrey than anything else in the league, because that's what they have to be. Right? So so stop it with the Jerome mm-hmm. Bennis. Jerome Bennis doesn't exist anymore in the NFL. Stop it. Kevin Falcon. Well, he does.
1: He plays he names use check and he plays fullback for the 49ers.
0: Yes. <laughs> like that's who he is. That's exactly yeah. right. Um uh, but he he has the ability to come in and again, like Daniel said, a team is going to need somebody with sure hands leaking out of the backfield, picking up these first downs, doing option routes, and chipping guys as they go out to do so. Kenny yeah. Mack can do that in droves y'all it's not even close what he can do we're excited for him uh hey we're going to come back after this and talk about what's so incredible about this running back group for georgia but first Dan's going football you know about more football more football but first bill bar bill bar similar to football is awesome
1: <laughs> here's what i mean it's a protein bar and yet yep. it tastes like a candy bar it um is good for you and yet it's it's good to put in you, if that makes sense. You you wanna eat it and you need to eat it. These are the great things about Billboard. Comes in a wide variety of delicious flavors. Clint and I have told you about them. We've all got favorites. The raspberry, dark chocolate, raspberry yeah, combination give me that is absolutely fantastic. The orange cream sickle flavor is absolutely fantastic. The birthday cake flavor is fantastic. The chocolate fudge flavor is fantastic. There's so many great flavors. They've got um you like the, the Girl Scout cookies are here? Come on, Clint. You like a little mint and chocolate combination, like maybe your favorite Girl Scout cookie is? Built Bar's got one of those. All of these built Bars, though, while they taste like candy bars, are actually built like protein bars, meaning they're high in fiber, they're high in protein, they're low in sugar, they're approved on, uh, on diet plans like keto, and they're great for whatever you need them to be. Stick one in your desk drawer, eat it in the afternoon instead of a candy bar or a bag of Doritos put it in your purse when you're taking kids to soccer practice eat one, eat one on the way to the gym on the way home from the gym whatever you need built bar is there you can go to builtbar built.com and get with builtbar.com or built.com uh enter the promo code locked on 15 or you can get them at Sam's Club you can get them at Walgreens you can get them wherever you find fantastic tasting protein bars built bar the best tasting protein bar on planet earth
0: all right let's talk about this incredible running back group i hinted at the beginning of the show that we may have a better running back crew next year and it's for this reason and this reason only and and let me let me not mix any misinformation it's because the most talented running back Uh uh-oh is coming back hello fully healthy here it is that's what I mean by that. Kendall Milton mm. is the most talented running back we have. And he was hurt for much of last year, lingering issues. And, and he you was, saw it. You saw the we, difference
1: between hurt Kendall Milton and healthy Kendall Milton.
0: And we were we were upset and frustrated midway through the season with hurt Kendall Milton trying to give it a go. And he was trying all his best. And then he got time to recruit. And then he came back and then he showed out, Daniel. He
1: did. Uh Kendall Milton leading the way. Dejan Edwards. Coming in behind, all reliable Dejan Edwards, and then you've got these two two young cats. You got Branson Robinson, who Clint, I'm not sure if you have any feelings about Branson Robinson. I, I have many, many,
0: many feelings about Branson Robinson.
1: Branson Robinson straight up hurt you. He will straight up hurt you with
0: his running. eye. that um, man don't need like thigh to helmet should be a flag on him. If his thigh hits your helmet, he you should be. You should be compensated. Concussed. You be a lawyer. Yes, you're going to be concussed.
1: If his thigh hits your helmet, Ryan Day will call the NCAA and launch an investigation about it. I promise you that. I promise you if his thigh hits making your some,
0: helmet. Making some calls.
1: Ryan Day is going to be making some calls, and he's going to go out of his can way to tell something? you about them. Can I just say something? Can I just – can I just – well, it's a press conference and you have a microphone. So yeah, you don't have to ask to say you don't something. You just to have to ask. To, why don't you just say it? I don't know. Weirdo. Weirdo. Win a college football playoff game and then say something. Maybe that, maybe do that. Okay. So um Branson Robinson's coming back. Yes, but sir. then Georgia fans, don't forget about young Andrew Paul, because spring practice last year, we had two freshman running backs, not mm-hmm. one, coming into the fold. And all the buzz, all the rumor, all the rumblings out of camp, and again, these are rumblings, these are camp rumblings, these are brought to you by the same gurus and insiders that consistently misinform about everything. So take it for what you will. But all the rumblings coming out of camp last year before Andrew Paul was injured was that Andrew Paul was firmly ahead of Branson Robinson on the depth chart yes, sir, and would be seeing playing time this year the way that you saw Branson Robinson see playing time this year. Now, obviously, season-ending injury for Paul in fall camp, and so we never got to see him. Well, lo and behold, he's back and fully healthy. Don't know what his status will be for the spring. Don't care what his status will be for the spring because by fall camp, I expect Andrew Paul to be back. We'll see how he is. Obviously, people coming... You know, he's coming off a, you know, a leg injury as a running back. You don't ever know how that's Bad going news. to, how that's going to go. Yep. Sure. Um, But sometimes it goes just fine.
0: Sometimes it goes
1: to the tune of Nick Chubb. The best running back in the entire NFL. So Andrew Paul's coming back. And what I'm telling you is that that makes four potentially very good running backs.
0: For the if University I get of Georgia, running this year. back room with any one of those four plus any three that you go find any three in the SEC, you compile them together, combine it with one of those four. Daniel, I feel good. I'm feeling good.
1: I'm feeling good. You, the the drop off is not going to be as significant. Again, these are backs with different skill sets. I would say this is a much better unit at running the football than last year's unit now, now let me ask you something Dan. will there be better will they be better as running backs in terms of overall production i don't know because yes. kenny brought so much to the passing game last year but will they be better at running the football yes almost almost
0: uh, for sure they will be better at running the football um we went a little counter game this year, Daniel, after trying to do some zone game. Boy, right? we pulled a lot we had tackles. To, we had to get those tackles up and going because Kendall Milton wasn't able to slug off somebody because of the injury. Kenny Mack is not that type of guy. We had, again, been so mad at him for scatterbugging in the backfield far too much. So we pulled a lot of guys, get some overloads, get some meat on one side, get, get some misdirection, went away from the zone game. So let me ask you a question quick question if you lose the greatest quarterback in college football history because he won two national championships and you bring in another guy who hasn't won anything of note yet and you really want to get him going in an offense what's an easy way to get him going within an offensive system have brock bowers well that too okay <laughs> okay
1: let's say- <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> given that's okay, sorry. Given. I'm not helping. I'm not being a good co-host right now. You know what? This I was the first they, thing that came to stats, my mind.
0: Dog stats. I want to know how many of the balls thrown Brock Bauer's way were catchable within a normal human's radius, and then Brock Bauer's radius. Like, like yeah. how how much of the percentage that Brock pulled in, Brock only could pull in. Yeah, that's what's a what
1: what Give us the Brock the Brock numbers. Give the us Brock.
0: the Brock scale. Okay? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. You. Running the ball is going to be a real help to uh, young Carson Beck or Brock Vandele, Vandele Industries or Gunnar Stockton or whoever the quarterback for Georgia might be. Leaning on this offensive line, which we said said of Grand deciding to come back might be the biggest <laughs> offseason decision that happened at the University of Georgia that not many people are talking about. Lean on this veteran offensive line with guys like Amarius Mims yep. and Tate Ratledge yep. and Cedric Van Pran. I don't know. Most Let's great. run through the B gap on the right side. Let's do that. Let's if just you, run off tackle on the right. Let's do that. See, that sounds so good.
0: We said this last year. We said this was the most cohesive O-line unit coming back. And we had a healthy Kendall and Dejon. And Kenny Mac. That's what we said at the beginning in the season of last year.
1: But we didn't and, have a healthy Kendall. Which and was, we did. Which was a so problem.
0: Yeah, that was a problem. But our the, the philosophy was the same. And the philosophy played out because Dajon and Kenny Mac were world beaters in this system. And we switched up the offensive system based upon the strengths, but the cohesion of the offensive line and the running backs paved the way for us to do a lot of play action for Brock to get out for a lot of uh, that 13, 12, 11 personnel, all of that we're able to do. But what if I was to tell you the same thought process and philosophy is better coming back this year? Because again, we have the anchor at center, a mauler at guard and a, a guy who's going to go top 20 picks as a tackle plus a more talented backfield guys this offense is going to be off the charts again. I'm just, I'm here to tell you. Plus
1: the third guy off the bench is an actual wrecking ball. Like he is an actual ball of steel that is just being slung into the defensive front,
0: ready to destroy people. It, it's like, it's like Thor's hammer being recalled back to him yeah. and going through a, a it won't be
1: stopped. People. It will it, not. And if you need further clarification, I will point you towards some TCU defenders. If you need to ask a, do you remember the fourth just, quarter of that hey, game? Can
0: we, can we run out the clock? Hey, let's get the clock. Ro- he tried run, to, run Francis, Francis, clock. We, we to run out he the said, clock. We try run.
1: he said, what if I just take a one play touchdown drive instead? We'll just do that. that will be good.
0: Uh, and we're going to come back uh, after this and talk some basketball. But first, want we'll to let you know about FanDuel. FanDuel is fantastic, Daniel. They are the official sportsbook po- uh, sponsors of Locked On Bulldogs as well as Locked On Podcasts. And anything
1: right now, coming up that we could bet on, Clint? Is there anything? Um, is there any bettable events?
0: See, what had happened was that after February, there is this other month, Daniel, and this other month. Oh, right. I, I don't know if you understand how I was March,
1: talking about the I was talking about the Super Bowl. Which well, is I was this I was Sunday. Talking,
0: I was talking about March. I, I was trying to. But I was then to, March I was Madness is coming segment. up. You should come back the for the segment. third segment. The third thank, segment. Thank you. you come thank back. You, I was trying to get us excited about the third segment because we
1: will need to bet on March Madness in order to
0: have a team to cheer for because that <laughs> ship has sailed. But right now, over at FanDuel.com/slash/locked on, you can get bet everything that you want for uh, super bowl 57 with no sweat first bet you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win over at fanduel.com with their no sweat first bet daniel i love betting on this parlays props for days anything Mm. that you can get and they are fast they're reliable they are secure they're the official sports book it's where daniel and i go we talk about odds they're going to be coming from fanduel because we trust them we support them fanduel.com slash locked on
1: All right, Clint. Uh, Wait, let's talk about I see, this. I see the floor. Let's talk about this basketball team. So, um, it's bad. It's a bad scene right now. It's basketball bad. team is in a bit of a tailspin, right? Dire now. straits. And now, now listen. Okay. Got a win against South Carolina. Great at win at home. Overtime win. Did Absolute not play well. Did not play. Looked terrible in the game, to be honest. But gutted out a win. Against a South Carolina team, to be fair, who who gave Arkansas a great game this weekend. A South Carolina team who doesn't have a ton of wins, but has played competitive against almost everybody that they've played. Coming off of a blowout loss to Tennessee, and then you're on the road and you get blown out by Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M, again, is a good basketball team. They're a better basketball team than us. It's a game on the road. It's a game we played without Terry Roberts, who's our best player. Georgia should have gotten blown out in this game, and they did get blown out in this game. I think the bigger fact is that the any hopes of making the NCAA tournament this year are gone for the University of Georgia. That's not happening. Right now, any hopes of making the NIT for Georgia seem like they are they are a bit of a stretch. If you, you look at Georgia's, if you look at Georgia's resume, by and large, they have really not done well against any team that's good top teams and they have beaten bad teams. Georgia happens to have played a lot of bad teams. They have a really, had a really weak non-conference schedule, which allowed them to get out. And I don't hate any of that. I do think there's a bigger conversation about the future of Georgia basketball. So that's the question I'd love to pose to you, Clint is how are you feeling right now? Let's just take this season and put it to the, it is what it is. Georgia has taken significant steps forward this season that is indisputable. They could lose every game for the rest of the season and still Georgia would have taken significant steps forward compared to where we were last year under Tom Crean. But how are you feeling this season notwithstanding? How are you feeling about the future
0: of Georgia basketball right now under Mike White as you see it? Let me go let me go the last couple games that have been so bad and I'm going to point out a deficiency and actually tell me why it gives hope to what this team is doing. I see. We have played horribly because Roberts has been missing in action for for some of it and mi- when he's on the floor not performing well at all from He's been pointer.
1: missing in action or literally missing. Correct. So
0: either yes. way either way it's not been good. And yet when we're hitting all cylinders this is a good team and we haven't seen the recruiting hit we have seen pure coaching magic. With these guys, mm-hmm. we hit the portal hard. Guys came in. Guys are making splashes. Guys are making names for themselves already. They're they're impressing SEC announcing crew teams, which is which is a lot to be said because people are taking notice of Mike White and the job that he is doing. Now you take arguably our best scorer, our best guy, a uh, best player. You get him off his game and out of the game, and and we fall apart. Now here's why that's good news for me, Daniel. Because these top tier programs lose a top player, still have fight everywhere else in their program. We don't have that. And that is a lack of having Mike White for a few years. That's right. When all things are hitting cylinder wise, this is a great product. Now, you can't hit all the cylinders all the time, which is why you need more depth and more protection and more. You know, one more top end
1: talent is what this team needs. I mean, it's very obvious that team needs more top end talent.
0: So, if you take what's happening on the mid level and you apply it to top end, you get a couple of guys here, and you you basically average out what a University of what what a school like Georgia should be getting recruiting, and then you combine it with what Mike White's doing, and it's now exceptional. So, watching Roberts out of this game and the downfall gives me hope because with him in there, plus one other, plus a three. That could really, really spread the floor out. Then all of a sudden, we have something cooking that's beyond compare because of coaching. That's where I'm at with this.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm in a place that is similar. I'm still optimistic about Mike White, but I've been a Georgia basketball fan for a long time. I went to the University of Georgia from 01 to 05, right? Georgia was pretty good. It was the Jonas and Jarvis Hayes days in back then. 0203 Georgia had some pretty good teams the last 20 years though since 2003 the last 20 years how's that been It's been really bad and I'll tell you this I'm getting a little tired of people talking about Georgia like a sleeping giant because you can only be a sleeping giant in basketball for so long before you're just, not a good basketball program and are never going to be a good basketball program. Now, I don't think Georgia's there yet. But, gosh, I need to see Mike White take a That's That's why I think the NIT is so important this year. Because I think you make the NIT this year and you get a lot of these guys to return. We won't know anything about what the future of this program is until the offseason. has already got two top 100 guys committed for next season. Two guys that you should be really excited about. Mike White is going to continue to recruit in this way, right? He might not get an Anthony Edwards, but he's going to continue to get top 100 talent to fill this roster at Georgia. Right now, there are zero top 100 players on the roster at Georgia, by the way. So he's going to continue to bring those guys in. We talked about upgrading the talent pool. We won't have any idea what this Georgia roster is going to be what the future of Georgia basketball is going to be until we see if Mike White can do the one thing that Tom Crean could never do. Uh-huh. Well, he's already proven he can do one of the things that Tom Crean can never coach. do, and that is coach basketball. But he's trying to do the other thing that Tom Crean can never do, which is retain players. See, anyone could just take the reservation. <laughs> but it's, it's the holding of the players. That's, That's what really makes the basketball team. Sir, I think I know why we have a basketball team. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. That's what Mike White needs to do. He's got to get these guys to stay. Yes. And to buy in, which again, is why I think making something like the NIT this year is actually so important for Georgia, because it sets a trajectory for the players on this team. And now all of a sudden you get guys coming back, right? You get guys like Anselm coming back. You get guys like Terry Roberts, who has another year of eligibility because of COVID coming back. You get guys coming back who could have gone on to try to do other things, maybe transfer to another school. You go to the portal, you add some depth that way, but you have some continuity to which you bring talented players into and you're able to fit them in to the system. That's what's going to be the key to Georgia basketball. Clint, in the last 20 years, please, there have been roughly 350 AP polls released. That's a lot of polls. Okay, so just every week they're coming out with a new AP poll, right? For 20 years, 350 individual ranking units. In the last 20 years, do you know how many of those 350-some-odd polls the University of Georgia has appeared in as a basketball team. Appeared anywhere.
0: 25. The answer oh, is one. Yeah. One oh, week no. in
1: 2011. And no other time in 20 years. Georgia fans. That cannot be. No. Look, I, it is Georgia has to figure it out in basketball because I promise you, all of you idiots who just wallow around in college football and don't care about anything else, college basketball, college basketball is really fun. College basketball is really fun. Yeah. But your team has sucked for so long that I understand why you don't care about it because who could care about that product? Clint Vanderbilt has been ranked in football. Way more in the last twenty years, way more than Georgia has been ranked in basketball.
0: Daniel coming for jugular on this. I like it. By the way, really quick side note: you you hit us with the AP poll one time of that time. Um, you want to know what uh, what Jonas? You know, a lot of a lot of fans were clamoring for Jonas Hayes to be hired as the head coach of Georgia. I he remember. went on down to uh, not Georgia, thankfully. I could think yep. I could say that went down to Georgia State. Uh-huh. Current record is 10-14, and 3-9 in conference with losses to Georgia Southern, Appalachian State, Marshall, Old Dominion, wins against Tacoa Falls, Rhode Island. You got
1: to let the guy go cut his teeth and be a coach somewhere. You can't bring just, him in to Georgia this is, for his this, first stop at coaching. We this went out and why. hired Mike White, and he's taken a roster full of rejects from other teams and I, has made them into— I don't a, want you— Daniel, I, I want you to feel free to talk and not mince your words. Bill Bar tastes good, and I really want Georgia to be good at basketball. I'm telling you, I really want Georgia to be good at basketball. It <laughs> drives me crazy that we're not.
0: <laughs> this has been Locked, Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will see you all tomorrow.
1: I guess.